for season three timeline my name is tanya i am your host and this is the most interesting people on my timeline this is a series and archive dedicated to exploring the digital space and how it affects the lives and work of my most interesting online friends if you're new here welcome on this podcast we talk about social media internet culture nfts ai really anything to do with the digital space but most importantly we talk about the interesting people in various fields who i've had the pleasure of engaging with online and in real life If you're not new here, thank you so much for sticking around for three seasons. I'm excited for this one because it is the first time that it is kind of themed and all the guests are working in the same field. And you can find all the other episodes from past seasons on any podcasting platform and you can find visual versions on Spotify and YouTube. And as always, you can find all of the links in the description box of whatever platform you're listening on, including links to our guests' uh, Instagram and other social media, links to their work. And you can also find a bonus content and all of the episode components at tanyadiz.com forward slash interesting people. This season, I also have a playlist that is full of songs inspired by or made by the guests on this season's podcast, and you can find that link in the description box as well. This is the premiere for season three. I refer to it as the Sonic season or the Sonic Slay season because everyone, all the guests are in the music space in one way or another, and they are successfully and brilliantly putting their music and their art into the world. Today's episode features Cali-based emerging artist Paulo Rain, aka Ame, and their transition from filmmaking into music and how they've shared that progress through social media. You can find more info and links to Paulo's work in the description box as well as antaniadiz.com forward slash Paulo Rain. And if you stick to the very end of this episode, there is a very special performance by Paulo. Welcome to this episode of the most interesting people on my timeline. Let me introduce you to Paulo. My, my actual name is uh, Paulo, Paulo Rain. Um, I tend to call myself Ame, uh, just for like UFC Collective. And uh, it's just my nickname throughout the years. Um, but I am from uh, Carson, California, the South Bay of Los Angeles. Uh and I am a re- retired filmmaker, uh, turned musician, uh, artist, singer, songwriter, um, who dabbles in and out of a bunch of genres uh, in music. Uh, and I think work that's important to me uh, would be, I guess, storytelling, uh, whether it's you know, music or, or films that I've done in the past that uh that I think people can resonate with and 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 use as a platform to to have engaging conversations about specific themes about you know immigration or mental health uh or or, or colorism, you know, those kinds of things that are, are that are really uh into um um what I'm usually really into. Uh, I think in terms of music uh, lately, it's just been a little bit more, you know, pop and, and storytelling and things like that. But, you know, that's kind of what I've been cooking up lately uh, and stuff. Cool. Yeah. And like you called yourself a retired filmmaker, but I think that that's why I, I think I reached out to you because this season I wanted to focus on a lot of people who are doing music and you stood out to me because I told you when I reached out, it was like you're transitioning from doing mainly film and like you know establishes a filmmaker to wanting to do more like music right Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I guess uh 
yeah <laughs> i say retired just because like i feel like i've done like in the whole in the whole spectrum of, of my whole career i think i i definitely i did both both film and music uh in high school and in middle school and, and things like that um but i think growing up to to go to college you know get, getting ready to go to college and and exploring places outside of like you know LA and broadening my perspective and experiences um I think at the time I decided to kind of put music in the back burner uh so I can focus more on film because I think that was where I was really highly focused on uh but uh my intent I think my intentions when I was going to go to college when I was going to go to UC Santa Cruz um my intentions were to, to study both film and music, but I think like, you know, with the whole immigrant experience and being undocumented, I think survival had forced me to pick one of the other rather than uh, picking both. I think just because, I think just because of my mindset at the time was like, you know, I needed to figure out my career in life and everything else like that. So I think at the time I was very, really into, uh, I was really into to to movies and films and writing and, and storytelling. Um, but I there's, you know, there's I think throughout college and even post-college, there was like this constant theme of like music and sound as a way of storytelling that just kind of kept coming up for me. Um, and I say that just because I think uh when I was studying filmmaking, you know, I the way I got into sets was that I had studied how to be a boom and sound operator. Uh, for people's films so that I can learn, you know, get close to where the action is of where the actors and the talents are. Um, Cause I think nobody really in college really wanted to, you know, learn how to do sound, but I was like, Oh, this is so interesting. And I think, uh, you know, taking those experiences to, to learn how to do some sound design techniques and, and, uh, and Foley and, and things like that. Um, and I think uh, in the year of 2018, summer of 2018 while I was interning like in a movie in a film studio at the time a lot of my friends who were uh within LA that were doing more music um you know they kind of started to go more to the to the music studios and and uh really become very successful like you know in the music music world and music scene um and I remember one of my friends telling me like hey you know like uh if you still want to do you know film but you are interested in in uh in music you know you could come to the music studio and just take pictures uh and everything and so it was, it was like this you know really co constant theme about music and sound a lot of my films in the past really focused more on like sound design and how the film sounded rather than how it looked like uh in terms of like image quality and things like that i i really focused more on like what do the viewers like hear and what and how crisp or you know what is like the reality distortion that I can place upon a film uh through sound and, and the elements of of vibrations and tones and things like that um and I think uh and it wasn't until like 2022 2021 that uh while I was on like like after having graduated uh, you know, I did a bunch of things where a lot of my films played in film festivals, did a bunch of commercials, then I did, did all these crazy things in film in the film world. 
uh, but for some reason I just like wasn't happy. And I think uh, I had realized later on that I was like, you know, like I've, I feel like I had like in my definition of success, I felt like I had achieved the things that I wanted to achieve, but I just felt like that there was always something like missing. And I think when I was traveling around in 2021, uh, it was the same constant theme of like music everywhere. Like when I was traveling, it was just like music festivals everywhere and, and films about music and articles and just things about it. Um, and I thought to myself, it was like, you know, this can't be coincidence. Cause I was like, I was like once or twice, I think, all right. Yeah. But it, it can't be coincidence. And I, I say coincidence because there are times where like people were like, you know, uh, performing on the street, uh, and you know they'd ask me if I had ever played and I'd tell them I'm, I don't play anymore and retired and you know people would be like oh you know you shouldn't retire from music you should keep doing it um or I've had or I've had like really weird interactions with like uh because I used to um do what's it called um I used to volunteer at a homeless shelter and even then I had like you know homeless folks you know telling me like yo, you should continue to, to do music because when the people, you know, are, are up there and when they get old, they're going to look for new artists or something like that. Or I don't know. And it was just really weird. I was just like, why is it always like these constant themes about like music and sound and things like that? And I think it wasn't until like 2022 that I was like, I felt brave enough to be like, you know what? Like, I really want to give myself permission to kind of just, do film I mean not do films uh give myself permission to 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 do music because I think that was really my what my true passion or was was really I think uh I think I did films I think I I think I liked the idea of doing films but I think having like worked on so many and being stressed out all the time I had realized that I was like maybe this isn't you know really for me um, you know, I don't want to be bald by 30 or have a heart attack <laughs> when I'm like 30 something, you know, I kind of really want to, uh, enjoy life. And I think I, I, I would find my, I would find myself, you know, really, um, always going back to music and I would spend hours just playing guitar or just singing, um, and things. And, and, uh, it was, it wasn't the same when I would be doing films, um, so yeah, I guess <laughs> a retired filmmaker, but yeah, you know, I, I think, but the interesting thing is like, I think a lot of it is like very transcribable. I don't think people like, like that was, just, that was the one thing that like was very helpful is that like having an editing background and a filmmaking background makes it so much easier to transcribe a lot of the ideas of storytelling to music uh, because a lot of the stuff in terms of films, you know, I would, I would shape, I would shape scenes and, and write scenes, but I would also focus on like what the sounds may be in the background. And it really translates to how I want some of my music or songs to uh, really be transcribed into by having different elements that may not be musical, but uh, are definitely sounds that uh, amplify, you know, songs and, and things like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've been rambling for like a cool minute, but yeah. No, no, no. I, it's it's what I love to hear. And like, as you're talking about it, it's crazy because I feel like my journey was similar, but a little bit flipped because I mean, I'm doing this season 
specifically with music because I truly think that like music was my first love and then like afterwards after focusing on that for a lot of years like it was in college that I actually turned to filmmaking and decided to like keep doing that but based on like your story it sounds like you didn't really ever like give up music like it was always a part of that like you said it's like in the sound of the the films and like you also have directed music videos which is like I, the ultimate yeah. thing like <laughs> you know, was, that yeah it was is yeah I, I don't know it's I realize now now that it was like subconsciously always there you know this every film is just like a compilation of sounds at least the way that I kind of put them together um and it's just so weird even the subconscious like like I don't know people like I remember everybody would be so in when I was in film school everybody would be so interested in like directing and producing you know all these big roles and things like that and but then folks would kind of not even put a lot of attention into like editing or mixing or you know all the crucial things that really kind of put a film together other than like you know writing aspects of things and I think it was so fun I, I like there are times where I would be edit, like, editing films and it was so f the the most fun I had was like searching for sounds like on the internet at like freesound.org or like uh, I'm not sponsored by them, by the way, but, you know, like freesound.org or like, or like uh, free music archive, you know, like those things. And it felt like I was like this orchestra. Like, I remember like, uh, even for my senior thesis and like other film projects that I've played, I remember there were sections where I couldn't really find the right sounds. So then I would go on GarageBand on my phone and then just make the, make the sounds that I wanted to hear and then put them, bounce them and put them into the movie and things. Um, so it's very, it's very interesting. I, I, I think I realize it now. It's subconsciously there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I think this was a, a few years ago when I first started like kind of meeting everyone from UFC. Um, I think I saw what was your student thesis, Shaded Complexion. And I was yeah. like, oh, I, like they're a filmmaker, but they're in music. They're like a musical person. That's what I first thought of you when I saw that. Um, and I didn't realize that I had seen that until like, when I was like prepping for for this interview but yeah like Shaded Complexion like so much music was in that and then you also did a visual album for Soul Tree right yeah that well that was like a promotion like I think with that one uh, what I wanted to do was a visual album narrative um because Soul Tree had came up to uh uh came up to me shout out Soul Tree um but she had came up or they had came up to me and uh you know they had they they had talked about how they have like you know this album that they are working on and they wanted to they wanted me to shoot a music video for them and uh, the idea that i had was that i really wanted to uh we need i think the biggest thing in like films and filmmaking and maybe artistry is always just funding and i think uh at the time we wanted to kind of fundraise for uh through seed and spark to kind of get some some funds to make a visual album you know it's like you have this very talented uh X and, and pacific island islander that it has an album that that goes through many tropes of of different human themes of 
you know, grief and, and romance and intimacy and, you know, and so on. Uh, and we never really see that in a represent, re representation through, you know, AAPIs, especially in, in a, in an era where like, you know, a lot of uh, Asian hate was kind of happening because of COVID and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, this is going to be so important because we need to, like, I wanted to lay that foundation at that time to, to make a visual album uh, alongside with her music. Cause I thought it was very inspirational to, to see that whole thing kind of come together. I, I love visual albums. And I think that when I was doing this and I was like uh, looking up more stuff, it made me like, a lot of Soul Tree's like music in a different way. I'd heard about Soul Tree through um, Bo, who Bo was actually mentioned you as one of the most interesting people on his timeline. So <laughs> from, like the episode he was on. Um, but yeah, but I think visual albums are super cool and a great way to meld in a longer way than like a music video, perhaps. Yeah, like, you know, you have some, there's like other visual albums by other artists, like, uh, I know Frank Ocean has a couple, of, yeah, like, I mean, uh, the, up there. Yeah, stuff. I mean, like, most iconic yeah. that comes to mind for me is like, Beyonce's Lemonade. Like, yeah, the see, that's visual like, album. yeah, I wanted to have something where like, people can like, listen to the music, and see and tie visuals to it. And, and, but then also, like, it, it goes beyond just the movie screen where you can you know, watch, you can listen to it. Um, but, you know, we weren't able to fully uh, get get the entire funding. So we weren't able to, you know, dive into that project. Um, but I know Soul Tree released, uh, ended up releasing her, their album and, uh, you know, has been performing uh, across, you know, the US and, and sharing their music and things like that. So it's really cool, cool to see uh, where that project has gone, um, you know, and, and everything. Yeah. So then like moving more into questions about like you in music, you went from, like you said, music has always been present, but now you're transitioning to like music for you, like making your own music. Um, and you've done a lot of progress sharing on Instagram. So I, I just always like to ask, like, why did you choose, you know, Instagram or like social media to document your process? Yeah, I think, um, I think social media is like when used ethically, it it can be such a powerhouse. Um, and I don't think a lot of artists today may not realize it. I don't. I'm not saying that the whole spectrum of artists realize it, but maybe a, a large a lot of folks may not realize how putting themselves out there could change you know their whole life and things like that and uh you know I'm still early into this whole process like I want to still make reels and I want to you know put put it out there on social media I think one of the main reasons why I think is because there's a lot of good quotes that I really resonated with that really flipped the switch in my mind that I was like okay I need to you know put things out there um and I but I think also like I think just the platform of social media is like an interesting thing where like you can really post things, you can post things and share things for free. And these social media companies, whether ethical or unethical, um, you know, they'll, they will literally just store it, you know, and most programs today, like, like, will will ask you to pay for certain things to kind of store certain stuff. Um, and I thought it's, uh, that was something that I heard that I was listening to where, and I was reading about where, you know, you could store stuff and, uh, you know, they'll, they'll, 
they'll manage the storing you know it's it's just there but i think one of the one of the thing one of the key takeaways is that like you know if you don't believe in yourself as an artist then why does any why would anybody else want to believe in you as an artist and i think a lot of folks like i i tend to not like it when a lot of folks don't want to put themselves as a specific title as an artist like i know folks sometimes they're like i can't really call myself an artist because i haven't done x y and z and things like that and it it's uh like personally i don't mind it but it also it tells me a story that you know as as potentially people's audience as potentially you know their audience it's like okay if i i I subconsciously or i consciously recognize that you know they don't recognize themselves as an artist so then it's like why should i recognize them as an artist you know and it's kind of just putting yourself out there to be as an artist and i think a lot of it like kind of putting yourself out there on social media and things like that like it is very vulnerable and i think people need people definitely need to recognize that being in front of a camera and being an artist you're going to have to be vulnerable um but if you don't put yourself out there um and believe in yourself as as a musician or as an artist on whatever field um it doesn't matter if you are very talented in the things that you do if you don't put yourself out there on social media or you you'll probably be the there's this really beautiful quote where it's like you'll probably be the world's best kept secret you know and it's like do you really want to be the world's best kept secret or do you just want to be you you know uh and i think you could and i think you could be your own authentic self you don't have to change who you are to get certain views because i think you can build your own community and your own people that will believe in you in your own projects i think everyone's going to be a critic but i think that's one of the main reasons why i put my stuff out there uh on social media is because i want to like i believe in myself enough to 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 do it and i want i would want folks to see like dang like this kid's really you know at the age of 24 25 he really switched from the prime life of doing films to literally doing music and you know uh he's really out there like believing in himself to kind of just like do these things um and i think that's the that's the way i kind of want to do is i want to highlight myself and market myself as like a musician as a as an artist yes yeah it's scary like i'm sometimes i'm like dang i my voice sounds horrible you know and and i'm taking singing lessons and things like that you know i'm not i'm not going to be beyonce or 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 sam smith or something like that like day one but i think it's just cool to show people like yo like you know i'm doing this and i'm and i'm willing to do it and i'm willing to to put myself to be vulnerable so that like people like i don't know people want to like you know look at the story and they're always invested to to see where you're going and things like that but no, I can I, I like that because at the same time that you believe yourself, you're also like self-aware. You're like, you know what? Actually, I will take some singing lessons. Um, but you you also share that, like that part of yourself. Um, which I think is important. I think when you're doing social media, and like you said, it can take you, it can take you places um based on that. And you are you're also coming at it from an advantage because there are a lot of artists that because TikTok is like one of the biggest music discovering things right now or that will dictate music. And you're coming in at an advantage because you know how to work that visual, like the editing, yeah. the, the tech specs, like you know how to do yeah. that. I think like, 
uh, I think to add on to what you just shared, like one of my, I'm not going to name who this, who this artist is, but they make banger music. And I just realized that they aren't posting like on social media as, or they aren't marketing themselves on social media as much as I think they should. You know, I think like I, and I, and I take inspiration also from the younger generation because I feel like they know how to do that. But it's also like, I feel like musicians and artists now uh, are still so focused on just trying to be an artist that that they tend to forget that there's other elements to add into, you know, how to be an artist, like marketing yourself. And and I think that's, someone was recently telling me that, was that like the your film background is very unique because you can apply it to how you want to market, how I could market myself as like a musician and an artist through the reels or the music videos that I want to do. But it, I can also translate it into the songs that I want to, you know, write and add a cinematic element to it uh, or some specific sound design element to it. Um, which I thought was very interesting. But yeah, I think, yes, like talent will only get you so far. I think uh, marketing oneself and the intentionality of it is is so important. Yeah, and, you know, maybe with that, like you're also a unique guest with this podcast because um, you're an artist, but as far as I've seen, like, uh there's no like official like single or release or anything you're like in the process of that how is that process going um (laughs) when when are you like okay it's finally time to for people to start streaming when do you think you'll get to that soon I think I think literally probably this summer because I think the biggest thing so one of the biggest things is that I'm performing for my friend Nicole's wedding. Shout out to Nicole. She Shout out Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I think that was the biggest thing was that like I wanted to have like at least a deadline or a goal was to perform at Nicole's wedding uh, and have some music. I think the biggest thing for me was that like there was so much. I got a little bit lost in the sauce of learning so much, but I think now... And I say that because I think now it's starting to click where I'm like, uh, where everything that I've been learning is starting to like, I'm like, oh, I'm starting to notice things now, you know, I'm starting to apply things. I think like when I was first starting out, I think it was like January of 2022, literally a year ago, I was just like, you know what, I'm going to just do, take some singing lessons every now and then. And then I think from January to like February was like a cool two months. And then I stopped doing music up until like June of 2022 and I jumped back into it in July to just I think I had to give myself another permission to really jump into it but I think uh I think what I'm trying to get out was that like there was just so many elements that I needed to learn I needed to lay the foundational work of like I needed to know the music theory stuff of it I needed to know how to use the programs you know like Live Pro X Ableton or Pro Tools and then I needed to know how to structure songs and like write lyrics and storytell. I needed to know like how to how to tell stories through audio visual, like I'm mean, not audio visual, through audio, through audio tones and rhythms and sounds. And I needed to know how to structure it intentionally to have a deeper meaning on the entirety of the song as a whole. And I think from like July 2022, I've just been like reading books, 
learning music theory, you know, all these different things and then taking singing lessons as well to like free my voice. I think that was the huge, the biggest one that I needed to kind of get through. Um, and it, I think now it's starting to click. I think there was a cool minute, cool minute where I was really like, I was like, you know, really scared. I was like, I was like, I'm terrified. I'm lost. I don't even know where I'm going. I'm, I'm 24 years old trying to do music. Um, and I think uh, having to push through it, I think now it's starting to click where I'm like, okay, I'm, I am finishing songs and I am like, you know, putting the ideas that I had months, like from like years ago to, to actual songs now. And I'm excited to, you know, put them together. I think like in terms of my timeline of like releasing, it will probably be like, like, I feel like people will probably get, uh, unless, you, unless you're attending, attending the wedding, then you'll probably not hear anything until like maybe summer uh, or things like that. I, I also didn't realize like how long it takes to like make a song and then mix and master it, uh, especially coming from nothing. I think, uh, you know, the, the, there's a longevity of it to work with people's, you know, uh, schedules if they're going to be doing it for free for a cool minute and stuff. But yeah, I'm I'm excited. I have been working on some cool things and and uh everything's been clicking now to to the point where I'm excited. I don't want to lose the momentum. Um one of my friend one of my friends invited me to go to Hawaii. It's the same group actually for for the wedding. Uh and I was and I was really contemplating it, you know. Uh but I had a really deep conversation uh with one of them where I was telling them, you know, I want to demand more for myself because I think I owe it to myself. Because I feel like survival had kept this part of me buried. And I just, and I've spent so long to kind of get to a place where I can understand musical elements that I don't want, like, I still want to continue to build that rhythm and, and keep pushing it. Because I feel like I don't want, like, I don't want to wake up and I'll be like 64. And I never really gave it my all to kind of go into music. I think, uh, I, I I would want to demand more for myself to 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 stay disciplined and continue to to work on the craft. Um, and I think like you know the more like if I when I'm successful in music, I'd want to you know I feel like I am going to travel a lot more you know and things like that. So I'm really you know I'm putting it out there in my mindset that I really like I want to do music and I know that I'll 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 tr I'll be traveling a lot when I when when it just starts. Uh, when it starts rolling and stuff but yeah based on what you just said like two things I noticed is that you're taking steps and like facing I think challenges one people think like after a certain age like it's too late right or like you said like you're like starting this journey at like 24 yeah. 25 and one so you're doing that you're taking that step and then two I think um you're talking about this like learning stage and I feel like that's where a lot of people get stuck and I know I've gotten stuck in the past is like I'll learn everything and and try to learn like all the theory about something and then I'll like get in my own head and it overwhelms me and then people just stop and then never learn never get out of the learn stage into the doing stage I don't know that's what I've seen that's not how yeah. I've, I've experienced it but you're you're kind of like aware of that and you're moving past both of these two things that would hold people back usually yeah I think I think just because, like, I think college has really prepared me to understand a lot of consciousness and spirituality in the sense of, like, one's own self-worth and, and 
things like that. You know, I've, I've had people tell me like things like I need to get my priorities together and all these different things. And I'm like, you know, I, I, it, I'm not, it's not like, I'm still working, you know? And, and I'm also like, you know, I still have like a day job and I still have like other things that contribute for me to pay bills and, and other things. Uh, and I'm still working, you know, I think, and I, I've come to realize that, you know, folks will sometimes project their own ideas or thoughts on who they who they see you as or who they want you to see, to be as and things like that and i think um you had said something very interesting about like me pushing oh i think the experience and the learning part it, i think uh i had some very wonderful teachers and mentors in college and i think some of the things that they taught had taught me was that like experience is gonna experience is gonna outweigh everything in terms of like of, of anything you know you, I the way I kind of see it is like you could apply this with literally anything I think it's just like a cookbook you know you can read as much as you want about how to bake a cake or how to make certain eggs and things like that but if you never really like get the eggs and like get your hands dirty and and have like egg yolk splash in your face or something like that or like oil like when you're cooking then you'll never have the experience to really you know uh to do the th things that you want to do i think and i think it's okay to to i think we we tend to put a put a lot of our to put to tend to put a lot of our like weight on our shoulders that everything kind of has to be perfect but i think it's also like like you know we're not going like it's okay to suck in the beginning like for a while and and it just everything you know uh, but as long as you're like trying your best to like learn and move forward I think taking it from like a, a growth mindset that may I may not get it today or maybe it's fire next month but maybe like at the end of the year or maybe a little bit better and I think just like having fun and enjoying the process is something that I'm also doing uh with it so it's I think key takeaways is like experience is going to outweigh everything and I think to allow, like, oh, wait. And then there's the other um, quote that I read that I thought was very beautiful where it's like, uh, I think it's by Pat Pattinson who does music and songwriting. And he's like, I give you permission to make shit because shit is the best fertilizer for the seeds that you want to grow. And I thought that was really cool. Um, but yeah. <laughs> I'd heard that one too. I think like all these quotes, like you said before, and they've stuck with me too. Um, and I completely agree. I think even when I was starting this podcast, I hadn't done a podcast before, but I was like, I know how to edit and I know who I want to interview. So like, let's just start it. Um, let's run it. Yeah. Let's run it. At let's at run it. You know, let's do it. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. what is, what is let's run it? Uh, you're the CEO. Oh, let's run it LLC. What is it? <laughs> Um, so the idea was, um, and I feel like people may take this idea, uh, or maybe not, who knows, but I guess the idea of Let's Run It was to kind of just have a production house, uh, to, for, you know, undocumented and immigrant communities to, to turn to, or to kind of gain experience. Like I, at the end of the day, I just like, I wanted to run a production. I think that was the idea. And I wanted to uh, include so many groups of communities and people uh, into it. Um, but I'm also realizing that I needed a team at the time. 
um, and everything else. Uh, but let's run it is like my slogan that I always say uh, when I'm with friends, uh, family, or things like that. It's just kind of something that I would always say when people wanted to do something, but then weren't sure to, to do it. And I would be like that other uh, driving force to be like, if you're gonna do it, bro, I'll, I'll do it with you type of thing. It's kind of, it kind of reminds me of like, like Nipsey Hustles, like the marathon continues and, and things like that. But for me, it was, it was a way for me to tell my friends and people that I care about that like, if you wanna do something, like, you don't have to do it alone. I'll be there to do it with you. And, you know, we'll, we'll just run it, you know, we'll, we'll do it. And if we make a mess of ourselves, then <laughs> we make a mess of ourselves, you know, screw it. You know, and uh, that was the goal and idea um, of it. Um, I wanted to really use Reels and TikTok as the biggest marketing place to, to make reels i think there was there was a cool moment where nobody really knew how to that you could turn your camera vertically and film vertically you know and you can turn it and you can make cinematic reels and you can make cinematic content and things like that and really build upon stuff um but i'm also realizing now that you don't also technically need like all that equipment you can just film on your phone and, and you can just build an audience from there and, and then gradually build on the cinematic stuff um, but the idea was that like the idea was that like like short films have become like medium form content and i think tv shows and movies have become long form content and reels and tiktoks have all, have become short form content and the idea was that you would build an audience with reels and tiktoks to be a driving force to get people to listen or watch you know, your medium form content, which would be short films or short, you know, shorts, uh, which would evidently be the driving force to lead folks into support, you know, your TV shows or your, your, uh, your TV shows or your movies, uh, because you would have built a track record between reels and shorts and, and so much more. At least that was the general idea. And I wanted, I wanted, I wanted, re I wanted, uh, to build a foundation for undocumented immigrant communities to kind of use that approach to to market themselves as artists, uh, I think was the biggest thing. But then I, uh, this was also when I was like uh, making the switch from film to music, which I'm probably gonna apply those marketing techniques into like, you know, my, my music and things like that. But um, I guess that, Maybe you might cut that part out, but it, <laughs> that was basically the whole gist of it was just basically, um, it was just, it was a production house company. Uh, yeah. Let's run it. And it was based off of the slogan. Yeah, I got you. And in in that answer, you're talking about marketing and like TikTok. Um, and when people think about this and marketing on social media, you have to like, they talk about finding your like, uh, your niche and like finding like your genre, but you've kind of explained that you're you're in and out of the genre. You're in the filmmaking space, but you're you're also in the music space. So how do you, yeah, where's your niche? Like, what do you think will be your your audience as you're moving to market online? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, I don't really know. I think at the moment I'm well. 
I think at the moment I'm just making songs that can just resonate with people and or at least like the idea is that I want to write songs on specific themes and stories with specific stories and I'm hoping that people resonate with it but I think I'm still developing like what that audience may look like um in terms of like what my niche may look like I don't like to put myself in a in a box because I want to like I think I I would want to continuously keep like learning you know I want to keep I don't think like anyone's really truly a master at something I feel like some people can be proficient at stuff because I think we'll be continuously learning on different things and I think in terms of like what I'd want for like my audiences I think in film I knew what I wanted I wanted to do art house films and I wanted to tell really uh avant-garde and, and artsy films like art house films about while tackling specific themes about immigration and mental health and uh, and do some speculative fiction. I think with music, I just want to make music that people can listen to and vibe and feel empowered um, and everything with certain themes about intimacy, grief, and, and, and other stuff that people can relate to. Um, and I think I am more into like a mixture between R&B, indie, and alternative uh, with some cinematic elements uh, in terms of like music. And I don't know what that genre may look like. Like even, I think I take, sometimes I take inspiration from like Neil Soul and I think I try to genre bend it with like, you know, blues or, or not even blues. I try to genre bend it with like classic rock or something, you know, it's like, or, or ballads, you know, and I think it's just taking inspirations from different places to, like, there was a really beautiful quote that I read recently that I'm trying to apply where it's like, I want to learn and imitate from, from folks so then I can create the space for me to think for myself type of thing. I think I really came to the conclusion of like what truly the, the two biggest things that I kind of came to conclusion on what it really means to be an artist, I think is one, you, I think you think for yourself, uh, and two, you lead with intentionality. Um, and I think the second part I just recently learned, um, but I think the first part, what I mean by that is that like, you know, there's so many artists today that, and, and I don't blame them, you know, because they may not have like certain opportunities or, or things like that to to be exposed to certain different knowledges, pockets of knowledge. But I think, you know, there's so many artists today that like, especially in the filmmaking world, that's always like, I want to make a film that's like up, but it's a Tarantino film or something. And, and they just, they, they always reference other films and there's nothing wrong with that. But at some point it's like, when are you going to think for yourself to design a world or a city or a society or something within this pocket universe that you have in your script uh, that is something that you want to tell as a person that is really influenced, influenced by your perspective of, of the world and the experiences that you've experienced. You know, I don't care what Tarantino's doing. I don't care what Up has done. I want to know what your perspective is and how it, it's important to you so that I can sit through your two hour movie you know, things like that. Like, uh, uh, and we live in a world today where a lot of stuff is like ads and, you know, things. So it's hard for people to kind of think for themselves to, and not have something pushed down their throat. And I think the part of 
which what I mean by that also is like I think intentionality I think a lot of artists today are also trying to be trying to be something I recently uh I recently read and watched something where it was like you know being an artist is like like art is a language and if art is a language then that means it's a conversation and if it's a conversation you don't want your art to kind of just be so much glitz glitz and glamour on things that make you that that can make one person seem so talented you know and I think the example that I can use is like you know uh in terms of art it's like um it's like having a conversation with like somebody uh from a from a from a from an Ivy League school that's very pretentious and all they do is just talk about themselves and that conversation is one-sided when art should be two-sided one from the artist and 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 with the intentionality to engage with whoever is going to experience or or watch or you know taste it or things like that and I think that's where int intentionality tr triumphs over talent um because nobody wants to like sit through a conversation about how one is great in x y and z I feel like folks want to sit through a conversation, which could be, which is art to, on how they can talk about any experiences that they don't know how to communicate uh, and stuff. I don't know if that makes any sense, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> no, I, hope I that love wasn't it. Too much of a thing. No, I like it because you get into like the philosophy. You have a really interesting philosophy behind a lot of the decisions that that you make. So. I, I think it's interesting. I think, like you said, it's a it's a conversation. And I mean, I would I don't think I'd want to watch Up if it was made by Quentin Tarantino. I think it might be a little. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, like there's um, that's like like you can take inspiration from others, but then like it it's you adding your own thing that's gonna make it like different and new and something else that is contributing. You played bass, you played bass for a while. And I think at Sundance, you told me something about your bass <laughs> intro, like your missed stardom almost with the bass. Oh yeah, okay. Uh, I don't know, I tend to tell the story. I hope I don't get flagged for it. I feel like I'll talk to Steve eventually. Um, but yeah, uh, a cool fun fact is that I went to high school with Steve Lacey. Uh, he was a year below me. Um, the thing is, though, I didn't, I didn't know him to the point where we were like close friends, but I knew of him. I knew about a kid that was making music on his phone. And I was part of a band at the time. I believe it was called The On Onlookers. I, I have to really look at look it back at it. Um, but I had played, um, I really wanted to form a band in, in high school. And I think I did, and then my undocumented story and, and experiences really were like, okay, I need to go to college instead and things like that. And I think this is, you know, the theme of like survival, things like that. But at the time I was playing, I played guitar and I think me and my friends, we needed somebody to play bass and I played bass guitar. And there was this kid from jazz band who one of my friends named Victor, he used to play with him and I remember him playing uh and the thing is is that I remember uh 
as I like everybody was going like this is my senior year everybody's going to college I had just performed with the band doing one song one or two songs and then there was you know a cool moment where everyone was just applying to college and I think at that time one of my band members was like you should stay here in LA and just make music you know like why you got to go to college like just stay here and make music you know things like that and I was like you know I don't want to like I'm like I'm a kid you know even worse I'm undocumented so like college was like my only way to kind of go through things was like okay that's like a feasible route you know and um and I told him I can't and I'm gonna go I'm gonna go to college I wanted to go to UC Santa Cruz because I wanted to get out of LA I wanted to experience what the world can look like you know and, and shape and change my perspective I think the kid that I was in high school is definitely a 180 maybe even the 270 from like who I am now um but I chose to go to college instead um and I find out like two years later that uh one one of, one of my bandmates he makes a very banger song uh with this artist named Drez uh, and he helped produce a song called Warm uh if I remember correctly uh yeah he produces a song with Warm by Drez and I noticed that and then I start talking to one of my other friends and he talks about how uh some of my friends in college they're like you went to so-and-so high school right and I was like yeah I went to, I went to that high school well why it's like did you know somebody named Steve Lacey and I was like that sounds so familiar but I, I can't vaguely remember and I remember in college just sitting I think it was like 2018 and I remember searching it up and I was like oh my god this kid just came out with like a couple singles uh you know see you see you read and, and, and a couple things and I was like dang he's like really making music and he's he's really popping he's becoming famous and things like that but I just know that if I had stayed in LA, I would have played probably bass with my friends uh, and helped produce Warm with them, um, as well as, you know, network and connect with like Steve Lacey and things like that. I think just, be, I think just because like, like the high school that I went to, I think it was very interesting to have so many artists and I'm going to use the term artist of like people just playing music and just singing and using that as a way to kind of tell their stories. And I was, and it was just so, it was so interesting. And I, I, I do tend to look back at it, but I do think that like my experiences having to go, having to like move out and then go to college have definitely contributed to who I am now. Cause I feel like if I just kind of did the same things, like if I had really stayed in LA, I don't think I would have really broken out of like my shell and grown as a person to the man that I am today. Uh, because I think there was a lot of experiences in college that shaped me to really strive to demand better for myself and, and things like that. And I feel like if I had just stayed to just play bass and, you know, these things, you know, I would have stayed uh, with some folks that uh, were probably not going to benefit my future and things like that but I do tend to think about it a lot though because a lot of my friends that pursued music are now fairly successful like a lot of my friends either are running studios music studios working with like Rich the Kid and um, Playboy Cardi um, Bad Bunny like these things like I'm just like like and I and I'm able to connect with them you know and sometimes I do 
feel that sense of like, I have to catch up, but I also tend to remind myself that I'm so young, you know, I'm only 25, like, and in, in the whole grams of schemes things, like a lot of artists didn't get their first break until they were like 30 or something. Um, but uh, it is so nice to see that a lot of my friends like succeeding in their fields of, of music. Um, shout out Rico Loma, uh, who, who just came out with an EP. Um, you know, and it's just, it's so exciting to see like where they are now and, you know, how how we continue to support each other through different endeavors and things like that. Um, but yeah, if you find, people might find me on the on the yearbook if they ever really look into it. <laughs> but yeah, it, it was, it was, it was interesting. I remember the, I remember Steve kind of came up to me when I was playing guitar and he had asked me to play I, I remember he had asked me if he could play my guitar and I told him yeah that's fine and he picked up my guitar I don't remember if it was a bass or if it was I knew I remember it was electric but I don't remember if it was a bass or if it was an electric guitar but I remember he was just jamming with it and I was like oh like all right there's this kid like in jazz band that's playing with my guitar that's pretty cool that he gets to you know pursue pursue music and things like that but yeah, yeah. That's crazy because you you never really know who where people will end up who you're like kind of rubbing elbows with but you all that to say like you also don't know where you will be in 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 a in a few years right like it's never I don't think it's ever too late like to pursue what you would like to pursue and again like 25 is super young like I'm 24 like (laughs) I like maybe if I was younger I would have had a different mentality but now I truly do know like time is 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 nothing if you really want to do something of course this series is called the most interesting people on my timeline but for this segment i turn it over to my featured guests and ask them to put me onto something new and tell me about the most interesting people on their timeline i think the most interesting person that has really greatly shaped who i am uh was one of my mentors (laughs) hopefully he'll listen to this or if he does listen to this um one of my mentors named danny uh in college he really shaped like he really was there through a lot of like difficult times but he also really shaped my perspective in the world to really uh i don't know i I, there was so much that he taught me about in terms of like worth ethic and discipline and being a man and and art and storytelling and things like that and he was just a, he was a chemistry major that wanted to uh become a doctor a surgeon I believe I believe he's in the east coast right now studying to be a doctor um but uh he was a great influence to me um I thought he was the most interesting person in my timeline uh because I think just the way that he carried himself was so unique that he had like the sense of confidence even though he didn't even though like things could have been difficult uh, and from there and things like that. I also want to give a shout out to one of my other friends named uh, Ruby Reyes, who really supported me through college and, and even today that uh, were really just great mentors to me overall to, to strive to be better um, as a person and uh, as an artist and things like that. I guess like those are the most interesting people um, in my time. I'm trying to think of like anybody else that I can think of that may fall into a realm of of interesting um but i think those two key individuals are the ones that really shaped who i can become today 
who or who I became today. I mean. Yeah. Where is there anything cool in the future you'd like to share? Anything you'll be dropping anywhere you'll be? Anything you want to <laughs> check out? Yeah, I'm gonna be in Michigan uh, for for my friend's wedding. Uh, but I will also like. Uh, I plan to like really post more of like my pro progress as like reels and stories and actually make a series out of it. Uh, and hopefully I'll call it uh, a boy, his guitar and his, and his dream. Um, and, and it's just going to be me as an artist, just kind of just making music vibing and kind of just making music uh, and stuff like that. I just kind of just repeated that, but yeah, I think that's uh, what I'm going to be doing. And hopefully I know this year, like I talked to one of my friends was an A&R uh, for a couple, for a couple um, studios and he was telling me that for the next six months uh, I need to have a have an EP uh, so by August you know check check me out follow up to see if I've dropped anything I feel like the summer might be a little bit more like the early summer might be a little bit more like when I'll be doing things but yeah I got a couple things cooking up uh, but I know this year I'm definitely dropping something by the end of this year mid or end of this year cool i'll be on the lookout for that so like people can check it out too and um you know with that how can people become a part of your timeline you know where can they find you online where do you want to be found <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm on instagram uh it's just paulo rain two at paulo rain two um i am gonna i am working on like you know getting all of the handles together for like SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Music, you know, things like that. Um, I am still debating on what my stage name could be, but a lot of people tend to resonate with like Paula Rain or, or just Rain as like my last name. Uh, and that's exciting to know that my name is like, you know, an exciting figure. Um, so it, it might just be Paula Rain and you can just, you can, you'll probably find me like in, in all the streaming platforms uh, evidently this year. All of Paulo's work is linked in the description box of whatever platform you're listening on. And you can follow Paulo Rain at Paulo Rain 2 on most social platforms so you can follow his journey as he continues sharing his progress uh, throughout his musical journey. Also, make sure to follow me, your host, on Instagram and TikTok at Tanya Does, and follow the social pages for this series at Interesting People Pod on Instagram and TikTok as well. If you're watching this visually on Spotify video podcasts or on YouTube, make sure to subscribe and follow so you can get notifications for when the next episode of this series drops. Stay tuned for the next episode where I will be interviewing a girly that has been making strides in her musical career by harnessing the power of TikTok. I talked to her about moving from a small town in Maine to the big city LA, as well as our time when we used to perform together back in college. So stay tuned, stay connected, stay making beautiful things, and I will leave y'all with this beautiful exclusive performance by Paulo Rain. So I wrote the song um, because I had met somebody uh, last year in the summer and we kind of vibed and then they moved back to their hometown and home city. Uh, and I was always left wondering what could have been. It was like right person, wrong time, I guess. Uh, and, but this song's called Always On The Line. At least it's a work in progress. Mm -hmm. Maybe we're just getting closer 
just wanna adore ya. I've been out on my knees, oh begging, oh please, won't you come and find my love? I've been so fatigued, looking for your breeze. I've been a mess without your body and soul. I've been looking for a cure. Cause you're mesmerizing, you hypnotize me. Cause you're always on my mind. I don't know what to say. Cause I don't know what to say. Cause you're always on my mind. I've been sure, I've been sure, I've been sure these days Maybe I don't want to take up the blame Are the stars in your life? Are you doing just fine? I've been looking for a cure oh, oh. And yeah, this is as much as I've written <laughs>